is so great. We're talking about wizards and oh, I'm uh, dragons nah, and they're we're casting spells. I'm like, this is so cool. All aboard the cage train. Get, let's get on with the killing and the nudity right now. I love you, you horrible, horrible son of a bitch. It's very Italy-ish. Oh, stab a screwdriver in my eyeball. Christopher Lee shows up in the movie, so I'm like, yep, officially it's an A. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the internet that is under good authority that this shitbox is gross. I'm Michael Jackson, Thriller Arrow Lookalike from Friday the 13th, Part 5. <laughs> what? Okay, well, that was about the last thing I did expect you to say. <laughs> also known as Eugene Weaver, yeah. <laughs> Bit of a long way to go, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you say your name already? I'm Eric Martin. I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're already derailed, so. That's all right. <laughs> I'm still just wading through an ocean of shit water at my house, but. Uh... Which goes perfectly with my intro, you know? <laughs> Hopefully this will finally be getting fixed this weekend, or it will be completely broken, or I, I whatever. The whole house will just fill with shit like uh, popcorn and real genius, and everybody will just be swimming in it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, yay. So, yes, yeah, I, I, I am in desperate need of a drink and a laugh this evening, because I've been mm-hmm. dealing with this shit uh, since last episode. It's, it's still going on. It's amazing. Yeah, you, you predicted it, too, because I've heard lots of tales of service people just not showing up and it's not happened too bad to me but uh very specifically happened to me this week made an appointment on monday for wednesday and wednesday came and i called them they're like oh we forgot and but they promised to get to me i called them at six in the evening yeah we're still gonna try and get to you today we're still gonna try so now we changed from promise to gonna try haven't heard back from them I even left him another message, and I think we're all done there. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm done talking about that for the evening, I hope, because I'm yeah. so sick and tired of talking about it. About, yeah, yeah. just shit. Shit and plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> okay. I'm in the well, Iver, Iver House tonight. What about you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um... Or Inver House. I never say it right. Very rare Scotch whiskey. I, I guarantee you it is not. It is not. I promise you it is not. It is it is top shelf, bottom shelf garbage uh at any actually it's not bad. I like it. It's 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 serviceable. It's what I've got closest to me at my nearest yeah. uh hooch store. Yeah. I am actually drinking uh black velvet. <clears throat> uh, the reserve, quote unquote reserve, was on sale. Now <laughs> black velvet is it's right in line with uh the other $12 bottles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is reserve. So Well, but we it, determined that the only thing that made it reserve, it was in a glass bottle. So that was the extra dollar, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cause it's in a glass bottle. Yeah. And it's a, a fancy glass bottle. I'm like, this tastes just like mm, black velvet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they aged it an so, extra day. Yes. Yeah. One extra day for your, yeah, for your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, ready? You want to go to the roulette? Get this let's thing do going. roulette. Yeah, okay. let's. Let's. I'm, I'm actually very anxious to talk about tonight's roulette. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear about it. I'm. Yeah, I've been. I'm very not anxious to talk about mine, but you'll see why in a minute. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, the roulette where we dive into the ocean of Netflix, looking for those gems in the 
see. Okay. Yeah, last week it was River up against Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my turn to go first. Okay. River, starring Rossif Sutherland, son of... Mm. Yeah. Kiefer? Kiefer. Is it? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's an hey. actor. He's been in a couple of things. In the actually, the only thing I recognized that he was in, other than some TV crap, was that horror movie that I think was on the roulette from. Oh boy, it's been some months now, but it was one that I gave near gem status, and then you watched and gave it near gem status too. Where there, it was very foggy, and there were little kids running around in Halloween masks. Um, oh yeah, he was the doctor he, in that movie. Oh wow, what was I that one called? That. Do you even remember? Oh, I, oh, which one was it? That's from the director of Pontypool, by the way. Oh, we'll be getting yeah. into that one. <laughs> okay, uh, River. In the south of Laos, an American volunteer doctor becomes a fugitive after he intervenes in the sexual assault of a young woman. When the assailant's body is pulled from the uh, river, things quickly spiral out of control. So you got this guy, and he's an American volunteer doctor, and... Yeah, there's a couple of gory parts right in the beginning of this movie where he's, like, operating on people, and it's really, really damn gross. Bones sticking out of legs, and and it it was really gross. So I was like, okay, maybe we're on to something here. Then they say he's too wrapped up in his work, so he needs to take a vacation. I'm going to tell you the whole damn movie, by the way. No, that's fine. I can already tell that this is a... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So he goes on this little hiatus, I don't know, across a river to another country, uh, okay. goes and hangs out, gets, is getting drunk at this little dumpy dump, and he sees a couple of Australians there really getting some local girls drunk, even tries to ask them, to just, hey, lighten up, she's really wasted. He, they, they toddle off, he continues to get drunk, then he goes walking back to his beach house or whatever, and he sees the girl laying down on the beach, so he goes down to investigate, and there is one of the Australians, and he had raped her. So he drunkenly gets into a fight with him and ends up killing him and then while he's bloody he goes over to the girl who's passing out like it's okay you're okay and she comes to and her panties are down and he's by her so she starts screaming and smacking him so he goes back to his hotel room little hut whatever and is just like what the fuck this is bullshit and the next day the cops are looking for him and you're now in deep shit foreign prison so he just starts making pretty much every bad decision you can and running for his life. He runs here, he runs there, he runs for the next mm, 45 minutes of the movie. Because the setup is pretty good, by the way. I, I'm like, oh, this kind of sounds good. Oh, it's just a guy having just one shitty time after another. No, it was miserable. It wasn't It wasn't <laughs> cool or fun. It was, oh, just make better decisions, you idiot. Um, okay. He, he did run into some unfortunate bumps that weren't his fault, but at any rate. So then he... Escape or is going. How did I, I, I've already forgotten half this movie. He um, is trying to get across this river back into a country where he, you know, he can safely try and escape. Excuse me, or whatever the hell. But in order to get passage across there, one of his buddies is like, "Hey, can you smuggle across some drugs for me? Because I need that to help with my sick son." Oh boy! So he's like, "Okay." So he swims across this giant ass river, and immediately there are guards there like, patrolling the border. So he chucks the bag into the river. The drop never gets made. He gets arrested. And then he's in prison for a while. It's very boring. Um, And then... 
the American embassy is getting him out of it because they didn't have a good enough eyewitness to tie him to that murder. Oh, that happened to be an Australian senator's son, by the way. That's why they made such a big deal out of it. It became an international incident. And then he looks in a paper on his way to the airport to go back to America, and it says that they're the girl that got raped, they're charging her with the murder because they have to charge somebody. And he felt bad about that, so he escapes from his um, escort to the airport so that he can go sneak back over and save her, and the screen goes black, roll credits. Oh, no. no. There you go. Thank you. That's River. That is why we do that right there, because... The setup, I'm like, this kind of sounds good, but I'll never watch that. Nope. You don't have to. I told you the whole damn thing. And you didn't miss it. I mean, as far as the technicals, I I should give it some credits. The technicals were all fine. It was shot quite well. Um, uh, Lighting and everything was great. The sound was okay. I mean, all that stuff was solid. The acting was even fine. It just... It it did not snag me, and I'll tell you these, these trapped behind other borders, being the stupid American that did something dumb and trapped behind, you know what I'm talking. You know this oh, is kind of a th- yes. a thing in some of these movies. It's not me. I don't care for it all that much. At least I haven't seen one that has uh, sparked my interest. So there you go, River with okay. Brasif Sutherland. Yeah. So pass. Yeah, pass. Passing thumbs oh. down from me. Somebody else might like it, but it just not not me. Okay. Uh, J. Ruzalem. Oh, that title. Oh. <laughs> I, now, in my defense, I did tell you when I pitched it that this is the worst reviewed one on the roulette. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, you do know this was a found footage movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the movie is uh, – I'm on IMDb here. Real briefly, here's what the movie is about. Uh, a couple of American girls fly to Israel to visit the city of Jerusalem, and a biblical nightmare falls upon the city. Uh, the beginning of the movie – and at first, a movie starts, and I'm like, this is not really found footage. This is more of a – we're setting things up kind of almost like an actual movie with them, the priest talking about a demon that they caught, whatever, and the doorway to hell – um, and then we cut to, and there was this crazy looking demon thing. And then we cut to the setup for the rest of the movie, which is these two girls getting ready for their vacation. And, uh, the found footage aspect of this movie is this girl, the, the one girl, they're both, they're both, uh, Jewish, um, which is why they're going to Israel. The one girl, uh, has this, these newfangled glasses that are kind of like, they're, well, they're basically video camera glasses. And it's also a form of, you know, you can check your Facebook and your emails and all that stuff. Was and you can take Google, pic- Google Glass. Was that like or, that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a pair of glasses and then you can just, it does kind of, it's like an iPhone, but it's on your, it's glasses, I guess. Okay. And so there's, there's the setup as far as why things are being taped and all that stuff. Um, I will say this right off the bat. This movie does not get good reviews. I've actually listened to one or two had you I used to be listening to some podcasts that uh one of which trashed this thing um so I was thinking this is low expectations however uh oh uh however and I might be the only person that actually thinks this is a really good movie really I'm sh- I'm kind of shocked this was a good movie um I if you like found footage movies it's I don't this was a thumbs up. There's demonic creature things that look awesome. There's some gore. 
there's a good setup and the payoff is awesome. The payoff is awesome. Like the last five minutes, I'm like, yeah, there we go. That works. <laughs> this is one I'll definitely be watching again. And I, I'm not sure the replay value may not be near as good because you know what's coming, but this is the first time I'm like, yep, that's a thumbs up for me. That was borderline gem. Wow. Borderline gem. Yeah. There was some gory bits in it, but, and again, it's the, the girls do certain things that you're like, what? Why are you doing that? But then all of a sudden a demon pops up and, uh, or I don't want to spoil too much because you should watch. Oh, I'm going to watch this now. This is a good Halloween type movie because it's, if you can look past the, you shouldn't be doing that, but it's forwarding on the found footage plot. There's some cool stuff in this movie, I think. So, uh, it gets a thumbs up from me. I totally dug it. And the fact that it was, I'm guessing it was shot in, over in the Holy Land, I can't imagine it wasn't. Uh, it was. Um, it was. It was a Israeli film, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, they were over there, and so that was that was that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I'd like to say some other stuff about it, but I'm afraid that I might spoil some stuff that made it so so good. But it, uh, it was another one of those, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Where about halfway through, I'm like, you know, this is good enough, or I could have spent an evening on this one instead of watching it early in the morning or whatever. I'm like, this is, this is pretty solid. And actually the last half hour of the movie, I actually watched in the evening. Then I'm like, yep, I'm saving this for the evening because all hell is breaking loose now. I, I'm so. genuinely shocked, dude, because you said, oh, I can't wait to talk about Jerusalem. And I, considering the other movie you were talking about, I was expecting it to go, oh, this, yeah. is, this is not going to be good. But, uh, hey, I'm tickled to hear that. I'm going to keep it on the queue and I'm going to yeah, watch what? it this month. Yeah, especially because, I mean, I, whenever we get into some more spiritual type stuff and, uh, you know, yeah, Holy Lands, I don't know, I just, I totally dug it and the demons were cool looking and there's some other goings-ons in it that I'm like, oh, I'll just, just watch it and find out. And <laughs> yeah, the, the whole gimmick with the glasses, I mean, like, okay, I get it. You gotta have some forgiveness with all the found footage movies. That's all there yeah, is to and, it. Yeah, and once you got used to it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool and it's a, it's a different way. It's kind of, it's, kind of hokey but i'm like i'm i'm buying it and it's not like they're running around with video cameras when they, there's no reason to be shooting this well they're, she's wearing a pair of glasses that they're like literally prescription glasses yeah i actually so like, buy that more than the guy who's keeping everybody in frame as they run away you know what i mean exactly yes but um <laughs> oh that last the last five or so minutes is yeah <laughs> uh, i was like yep yeah, that's one i'll be watching again sometime awesome well i'll keep so, it in the queue yeah you should okay uh, let's move on to the next round, because I want to hurry up and get to the uh, horrorthon stuff. Because I'm excited to talk about some of that. Oh yeah. So first up for you, I have The Bodyguard, uh, starring Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for making that joke. Because I was going to if you weren't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, this mm. is starring Samo Hung, which is why this is on my queue. He is a bad ass. In a small town bordering China and Russia, a retired bodyguard with early dementia makes friends with a young girl, but when she and her father disappear, he must recall long-abandoned skills to take down the mob and save her. Spoiler alert, even though I haven't seen the movie, I'm guessing Samo Hung wins. Um, I accidentally... Oh, I didn't even look up this other movie. Oh, that's sweet. Well, do I even need to? The Trust, Nick Cage. Um, yeah, yeah, and Elijah and, Wood. And a Hobbit. There you go. Yeah, and a Hobbit, yes. I actually did yeah. see a couple people online say that, you know what, this was okay. And, yeah, it's Nick Cage. Take your <laughs> yeah. chances as you will, yeah. but we gotta look, see, seek them out. 
you know. I can't believe I forgot to do, actually I can't believe I forgot to add that to my synopsis is here. Okay, and this last one here is a documentary, I believe. Um and bear with me for the for a long synopsis. I think it's worth it. The title and a long title, Man vs. Snake: The Long and Twisted Tale of Nibbler. Uh, this tells the story of Tim McVeigh, the gamer, not the bomber, who in 1984, on a single quarter and 44 hours of nonstop play, was the first person in history to score over 1 billion points on a video game. This historic accomplishment led to the city of something with lots of vowels to declare a civic day in Tim's honor and present him with the key to the city. 25 years later, when rumors of a high sco- higher score surfaces online, attributed to an Italian kickboxer, it calls into question everything Tim McVeigh has believed for decades and forces him to make a decision. Here's the cell. Either set a new world record or risk losing his legacy forever. That sounds dun, awesome. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's your there's your safe pick. Come on. And all of these are 90 minutes, I think, uh, thereabouts. So I, I know I didn't throw any horror your way. Um, and being horror month, maybe that's not coolest thing ever but you've watched so much and i threw you two last week that did not hmm one of which i will be i'm sure we'll be hearing about later yes yeah and i felt yeah. bad about that so i was like you know what uh, let's let me ease up on on the old eugene for a week and uh we'll go a little little safer maybe yeah so there you go okay okay a little safer or possible possible and potential really good uh, comedy for the next episode. <laughs> <coughs> Nicholas Cage. Yep. <laughs> okay, so um, for you, I have uh, actually, I I actually tried to find a couple of uh, how many horror months did I throw your way? Well, okay, well, starting uh, with uh, at least two. I didn't get a chance to look yeah. these up. I was I was so busy dealing yeah. with poop water today. Yeah. Um, well, and you might be dealing with more poop water here in a second. Um, <laughs> so first up is bleed. Why did somebody wanna... flush? Are you telling me somebody uh, flushed? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, these movies. I um, <laughs> bleed from 2016, hour and 20 minutes, and I'm guessing 10 minutes are dedicated to credits. When a group of friends decides to hunt for ghosts at a nearby abandoned prison, they're ex. Expedition takes a horrifying turn. That sounds original. Next is... Well, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them. I gotta look, do my research now because I've been too busy with poop water. Mm. Um, well, the f- second picture that I see on IMDb has a pregnant lady. So that's, yes. that's not a good sign there. Yeah. Next. It says bleed, reap the flesh. Dun, 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 oh, dun. I already know what the twist is going to be. Yeah. 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 There you go. Um, next is kill or be killed. Uh, this one here actually, uh, I think sounds pretty good. Uh, got pretty good reviews. It's a Western. They're the worst of the worst. The most wanted men in Texas. Aren't they but, always? Yeah, exactly. But they're not the only ruthless killers on the range. Uh, hour and 43 minutes, but it looks pretty good. Um, that's one that I would guess that that's probably your safest bet, but you never know. The tagline is you can't outrun the devil. That's a cool poster though. It is. I like that. This one here is the, uh, oh, this is the long shot. Really, really long shot. Uh, but I picked it specifically for a movie that I'm hoping to review later on on this episode. Um, and that is 2015's Darling. Hmm. Hour and, hour and 16 minutes. It's black and white. Uh, a lonely, mysterious girl explores a strange mansion in New York City. She, uh, she better 
Be careful which door she opens. Is that's the synopsis on Netflix? But uh, one review said something about uh, Roman Polanski's repulsion. That was the first thing that I thought of when I'm looking at this synopsis and the pictures. And yeah. Everything. Hmm. Um, but that one there, I'm sorry, just from, even from the pictures, looking at the pictures on uh, Netflix, that screams, girl walks home alone at night. (laughs) Um, so anyway, but you never know, uh, it could be a gem. I, you know, all it takes is good writing and, you know, some sort of a decent director and acting and you got to suffer a good movie. Yeah. Never know. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with Kill or Be Killed. I think that's still, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it was lower rated than Darling. So I don't think it's the longest shot, but it's also probably not the safest pick. Um, sounds interesting. I, I haven't watched a Western in a while. I'll go with that one. Okay. And for you, sir. Um, you know, um, earlier today when I when I read the synopsis of the movies that you threw my way, I'm like, oh, well, Man vs. Snake, of course. But... But that mustache is really calling my name, <laughs> and, and the hoodie, and the receding hairline, and the batshit crazy facial expression. All aboard the cage train, <laughs> and Elijah Wood looking desperately like, "What happened to he's my like, wife?" No, he's just like, "How did I get in this movie?" <laughs> yes, yeah, yep. He has the pose where he's holding the gun. And he's like, "No." This is not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I wish so bad that the gun, like he would be holding the gun right up to his temple. That would be the, the... <laughs> <laughs> that or it had like a quote bubble above his head that said, is that Nick Cage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the trust it is because, hey, I'm, I, I'm the Nick Cage uh, grenade belt. Oh, no, no, no. I man. believe I took, the, I took the last one. Oh, you did? I'm pretty sure that one where I... he was back in time with, uh, or not back in time, but it was a uh, with Hayden Christensen. Oh yeah, because I did pay. I did pay the ghost in the Rage movie. Oh <laughs> I, yeah, pay the ghost was the last one. I think you you are the last one. But I did I did the one before that. I'm not even sure if that was a roulette. I might have just no, it was a roulette. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> one of these times we should just do like a full month of Nicolas Cage movies uh, on the roulette because it's every other week he's got some new joint out on Netflix. It seems I, I cannot be tortured to do so. I watched another one too where it's some, their kid was kidnapped. Nicole Kidman, maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, was it? Uh, that's no. That actually may have gotten like a very limited theatrical release. Like it wasn't Nicole Kidman. It was the other. There was another one. I whatever. I'm done with it. no. <laughs> Well, so the trust. I hope it's a good one, and he's got another one coming out with uh, somebody mm-hmm. of note that I was like, okay, this looks like good Nick Cage. I hope. I oh, hope really? That, yeah, I posted the trailer on the Facebook um, page, so uh, give it a watch. Okay. Okay, you ready to move on? Yes. Okay, let's. Uh, well, we're gonna get into. Um, recently watched for October, we're dubbing Horrorthon, much like every other review, everything on the uh, interwebs, but I do have one review that is not uh, horror before we get into the Horrorthon, and that would be Dwarvenaut. That was also on the roulette. Ooh, nice. Documentary. Cool. Okay. This was not at all what I was expecting it to be, based on the, um, the poster and kind of the synopsis. I mean, I... I was expecting, first of all, expecting to turn it off in the first half hour, but I'm happy to report. I've re- I've real happy to report. I'm Eugene. Eugene part two. 
I'm happy to report this was a good movie. I, I did enjoy it. As somebody who's played D&D exactly like one or two times in my life, I'm far from being like uh, an expert at it or even an amateur, but I do enjoy a good RPG. And uh, I, if I had the time, man, growing up, I wish I could go back and say, don't listen to what everybody is saying. Dungeons and Dragons is not some evil, horrible thing. It's just a frickin' board game that's more advanced. Play it. It's fun. And I would have got more into it, and I'd know more about it now. But now it's like, hey, I'm 38. Let's play Let's play some D&D. I, I don't even know how to start, you know? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'd be totally lost. But at any rate, the movie, the documentary is about this guy who got into D&D. He was an adopted kid. And he got into playing D&D, found a, you know, his little group of misfit friends that way. And he started making figurines for the board game. I know if you, you probably don't know what, anything about the game, but. I played it. You did? Dungeons- for real? Oh, yes. Oh, that, back in the day. Uh, not for very long, but, uh, that was like a, a, a secretive, like back where I'm from. Uh, you oh, don't my. talk much about Dungeons and Dragons because that's of the devil. Oh, and, we were uh, going to hell. You go, to, you go, yes. you get your soul possessed by demons if you try and play that yes. game, and you have to chant things and do drugs before you play it. And mm, yep. none of those things are true at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was. Oh, I had a blast. I mean, I remember it. Uh, like we were scarfing down candy bars and drinking uh, pop, and sitting there after high school. Like it was like after we would get out of high school, we'd go over to my buddy's house and we would play. Dun- it was only a couple times. They were really into it, and they were like, dude, you got to come join us and do this. And it, I had a blast. So you're rolling uh, the different side of die. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. oh man, I'm, I did not know this the, about you. Oh, yes. I remember, like, I literally remember, like, the candy bars that we were eating because, <laughs> like, they, like his mom would get an industrial-sized box of candy bars and just have them there. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> So, I mean, we were the, we were the dorks playing Dungeons and Dragons and they were, they knew what they were doing. And I, just when I was getting into it, I, they either quit or I got grounded or blah, whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. So it does take it, a lot of time to play a game. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm super impressed. I'm learning things oh, about yes. Eugene tonight. That's great. Well, okay. <laughs> so this guy started making, uh, like little figurines to represent your character and started making like, oh, how do I describe it? Um, playing grounds, like a cave floor, but it's in like 10 different pieces that are, imagine giant Lego pieces. You can just slide okay. them around and rearrange so you can make different, different dungeons and shit. Okay. And people can buy this stuff online. So we did a Kickstarter to get the first round going, the second round. Now they're on to the third round where they're doing a super advanced and it's like a whole city. So you can build a whole city of these movable and interchangeable parts and little characters to go with it and everything. And he just talks about his life and how he built this company up and what D&D means to him. I, I was totally fascinated all the way through. I watched the thing I, all the way through. I, I totally dug it. Um, as it, Now knowing that you're into D&D, I, I wasn't really going to recommend it to you. But now that knowing that you had a hand in it, I give it a watch if you're looking yeah. for a, a doc to kind of clean out yeah. all the bad horror movies that we're watching and going to be watching this month. Yeah. I mean, that was literally, uh, those days, like when I think back of fond memories of my later years of high school, uh, those moments were, uh, were up there. Like that was a blast just because that was something that was so underground at the time that it's like, well, you don't do that. You don't, you don't play Dungeons and Dragons in this very religious community. area yeah. community. And, uh, and then my buddies were and they're like, dude, play it. It's fun. And I started playing. I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. 
Um, so I was yeah. I was my mid twenties till I actually sat down with a buddy and, and he forced me to just do a, a fake little game on a napkin, like because I was like I don't know, like I was thinking Ouija board, which I'm I'm not cool with that because yeah. I've seen enough horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> so he kept bringing it up, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't. I hear you got a chance, shit. And he's like, What? What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. And then and then he <laughs> actually walked me through a little kind of mini dungeon thing, and I was like, This is fucking badass. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah. Anyway, still got my Ooh. Magic the Gathering cards, and proudly. <laughs> where, where does Magic fit in with D and D? Like, are they they're Magic similar, but it, they have a lot of same kind of ideas, maybe as far as being fantasy elements. But the one is a card game that you can sit down, and a game can last ten minutes, or it can last an hour. Or, but you you know you can wrap it up. It, it takes way less prep than a D and D game. Okay. Because you got to have a dungeon master that's got to come up with a whole story, and you know even if you get a canned story, it takes time because you got to prepare all. Yeah. The, it takes hours. Oh, hours! And literally, I remember sitting there for hours, and again, scarfing down candy bars, <laughs> thinking this is so great. We're talking about wizards and oh, I'm uh, dragons, nah, and they're we're casting spells. I'm like, this is so cool. I still love magic. I haven't played in years, but I kept all my cards. And when my kids are old enough, oh yeah, I can't wait to teach them. It's 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 a great game. Highly recommended. Awesome. Okay. Wow, we spent way more time on Dwarvenaut than I thought we would. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was just going to breeze through that in two minutes and be done. Uh, over to you. Uh, okay. Now, hmm, I don't want to do the actual numbers yet. We want to save that for the end. But I'm sure you've got a good pile of stuff to get through. Oh, yes. Because I want to. This is our first episode of our horror thon. So yeah. you have to touch on every horror movie in October. Okay? Okay. Can you hold up fingers so I can tell you what number you're at? This is where I'm at. Okay. So for October, let me just. Um, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I got to count that piece of shit that I yep. watched. It was on the roulette. Um, so look, bear with me. That's all right. That's all right. Mm. Uh, four, five. Oh, that's sh- Okay. <laughs> and you keep talking. Oh, oh, dude, we're tied right now. Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Let's go, let's go by twos. That sounds, that, okay. we got about 45 minutes. Let's go by twos. Okay. Get- now, I do want to touch, before we get on to the horror movies, I actually have one that I really want to talk about before we get into okay, that Okay, well, go well. ahead and do that one, then I'll, I'll start us off with the horror-thon. Okay. So... Um, the only reason I'm talking about this one is because I liked it so much. And this is another one that, uh, one, it bombed in the theater and two, it didn't get the greatest reviews, but it's one that I, I, I know you'll like. And that's why I've got to talk about it just briefly on the show. And that is Triple Nine from John Hillcoat. I watched, uh, I watched that a couple days ago and, um, I was expect, I honestly, even with this director, which I really like him, I had my expectations really low just because of, again, how poorly it did. And a lot of critics said that eh, it's all over the place and blah, blah, blah. No, this was a cool, gritty, uh, dirty cop movie. I, it's so up your alley. Um, it, it does suffer a slight bit, um, with keeping things moving, like with the runtime, it's an hour and 55 minutes that honestly, it could have been easily 20 minutes longer to flesh out some of the characters. Oh, wow. Uh, but, oh yeah. I thought you were going to um, say shorter. 
No, 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 no. It should have been longer because it there were certain character beats that I'm like, ah, that's happening a little too quick. Uh, just with eh, it's hard to explain. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. D- the trailer reminded me of Brooklyn's Finest. Do you remember that movie? Oh, which the, that that is the closest thing what this movie would be like. And I thought that movie was great. That was a recommendation I from did you. Too. I remember that. Yes, it was. Yep. And I really liked that movie. And the critics also, I believe, hated that Brooklyn's Finest. I thought it was that great. was like, that was Richard Gere, right? Yeah, oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, this one here is just and the acting is great in this movie. The setup it's is great. It's a who's who of character actors. It is, movie, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, Casey Affleck is, as always, great. I really like Casey Affleck. I, he did really good in it. Woody Harrelson's good. Um, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet is literally, um, unrecognizable in this movie. Unrecognizable. I'm watching it and, uh, I'm like, who's that black Kate dude? Win- it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah. But Gal Gadot's in it. Oh, uh, nice. our, our Wonder Woman. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, it's basically it's dirty cops. The the setup is great with the bank robbery, and then you find out why there's a bank robbery, and that and that whole story arc as to why they're doing what they're doing, these cops, and then how they're keeping on getting deeper and deeper. It's really good, but again, I think that it could have been fleshed out even more. And there's actually one side story in the movie, not really even a side story, but it's actually a part of the big picture mm-hmm. that is really uh, not really addressed. Uh, by rolling of the credits. I'm like, wait, what about this though? Um, but again, I, I'm going to forgive him of that, uh, because it's never boring and the acting's great. It's violent. It's just a cool, gritty action movie. I thought it was a good movie. I'm glad to own that on DVD or on Blu-ray and that's one that you'll be watching. Oh, absolutely. I, I took that one in the fantasy movie league last year. I, I even, I was like, Hey, John Hillcoat, the proposition. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Give me that one for a late round flyer. Didn't, didn't yeah, do I, shit obviously, but, uh, no. Hey, we, yeah, we try and find them. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so there's my non-horror cool. movie. Cool, so I'm glad to hear that. Weird. That makes me really excited. It makes me want to watch Brooklyn's yeah. Finest again, but I'm busy watching horror movies. Was the Brooklyn, Brooklyn's Finest, there, the, the best uh, section of that movie was where Richard Gere is trying to rescue the girls, right? In the, in the, you remember it's, that part? Uh, vaguely, but it's honestly been so long that I, I don't remember. I think the last time I watched that movie, it was a mailer from Netflix. That's how long it oh, and wow. I've got the Blu-ray has been sitting on my shelf forever cuz I got it for a couple of bucks. But I just haven't got around to it along along with uh, 50 other movies that I've bought. <laughs> yeah. In the last couple of years. No, that was one that you you let me know. Actually, I think that you let me borrow that one. You were like, "I've got it from Netflix and I'm going to let you borrow the DVD cuz you got to see this." And I'm like, "Dude, this is awesome." Yep. And it was. Yep. I agree. So uh, okay, let's get into the horror-thon, because this, this okay. is what I really want to talk about. It is right. that time of year again, my friends, where we try and do like every single other wannabe critic on the internet, and try and watch 31 horror movies in 31 days, which for Eugene is every month. That's that's that's, that's his game, but I think it last is. year, I, I can't remember what the final count was, but I think I ended up with 31, and you were... Th- 40, 587, 48 or something ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I have a good start for week one. I got really held up the last few days dealing with uh, literally shit. Um, but I still have a very good start way better than I did last year. And I'm feeling very confident this year. I can cross the line, the finish line. That is 
Not just any line. <laughs> uh, okay, first up is Inner Demons, going down the movies that uh, left on the queue from Eugene's roulettes that he says, yeah, keep it in there, watch that. Uh, reality television crew uh, whose show features stories about drug addicts finds a 16-year-old junkie and um, fighting addiction, but a demonic force gripping her soul. And I, boy, yeah, I give this one a thumbs up. I, I, I kind of dug it. I didn't hate it. It's a passing thumbs up. There's not a whole lot to say here. I, I've watched it in the last week, less than, and it's already fading from memory. <laughs> um, but I thought it, it did its job. It did what it set out to do. I thought the one guy was kind of dumb for helping her, but yeah, whatever. It was still a, a decent enough movie. It just, I, I found myself comparing it to, oh, shit, what was that one that we just watched that we both really liked that was a horror comedy where they went to Yugoslava, Russia, Stan. Oh, oh yes. I, I found, yes. Uh, they're, they're watching. They're watching. Yeah, I, I found myself yes. comparing it to that because it has some similar things with it being a TV show being the, the core of the premise. And I, I just thought they're watching just out shown it in every respect. Were there any scary parts in this movie? A couple of creepy things here and there, but nothing too crazy. I don't know. I give it a pass. It'll probably be like a five and a half out of ten. Worth a watch, but probably a one and done for me. Okay. Next up. Fair, it, fair enough. I mean, if I had if I had got that on the roulette, I'd be like, man, not bad. Okay. Yeah. Same same review you probably gave it. Uh, next up is John Carpenter's The Ward, which I've been wanting to watch forever because it's John Carpenter, and Eugene, Eugene said don't because it sucks. And through yeah. most of that movie, I was like, oh, this is good. I mean, it's it, it's not classic Carpenter, but it's shot okay. I mean, it has no flavor of Carpenter whatsoever. And no. then you get to the twist and you're like, oh, it's just a shitty version of that movie that I'm not going to name because it'll blow the whole movie for anybody that wants to go and watch it. But you know which one I'm talking about. I do. Yep. <sighs> John Cusack. It's, anyway. <laughs> uh, so that was unfortunate and when, once the twist came around I was like snore because at least in that other movie that it's mimicking I, it, this did come out after that right yes Okay. even in that other movie that it was mimicking it was up front kind of with hinting at what was going on yeah. whereas this one was just like no we totally blindsided you with our twist and it was like I, I, I hate your twist so now your movie sucks mm. It was and, done better, yeah. Yeah, it did have a couple of. It had a lot of jump scares in it, but it had a, a couple of them that were actually good, especially the last one out of the mirror. It's like, all right, that was cool. Meh on this whole movie though. Could have slept yeah. through it. There's my two. Back to you. Okay. I, trust me, I have better stuff to talk about. That's why I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on the crap. Yep. Okay. And I'm gonna go like now. Are you going down through your list in in order of watched? I am, but you don't have to. I okay. don't, we just got to get through this week so that we okay. have the number of where we're at so that we can carry on to the next. Okay. Uh, so starting off with uh, with this uh, round is Convergence, which is one that uh, which you threw my way on the roulette last week. Um, I am giving this a uh, oh boy, how do I say this? I'm giving, I'm being generous with a one star rating on this one. This is everything I 
fucking hate about these stupid Netflix pieces of shit. What, Th- this is it. Not, wait, be fair. It's not a Netflix original. No, it's be, not. Be, no, be it's clear. Not. It is. It's not. It's just one of those that just pops up on Netflix and you're like, hmm, maybe? Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just the old standard. Oh, like, oh, here we are in an abandoned hospital and non-actors running around doing stupid things. So the whole setup is... There's a bomb that goes off uh, by a by a hospital, and this uh, non-actor guy is wandering around a hospital, trying to figure out how to get out of the hospital and get back in touch with his wife. And his guy, the police chief, is there too, and some other people are there. And I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not, not going, I'm going to spoil it. They're in purgatory, by the way. They all died. Well, that's what it said in the IMDb description. They're trapped between heaven and hell. Yeah, so there you go. So then there's a, there's some quote-unquote demons, which are just basically people looking angry, running around chasing him and chasing him around the hospital. But everything about this movie is we don't know how to make a movie, uh, but we have but but we have like a couple hundred thousand dollars, and we got this hospital. So here we go. Oh, I and, know exactly. We need to add this to our tier of shit, which is uh, Asylum, Sci-Fi Channel original. Um, Garbage we just made for Netflix, not Netflix original. It's, we got to find a title for that. Yeah, I know. Because we do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because yes. it's not one of those where you hit play, the asylum rolls up, and you're like, maybe this is the one that Asylum got right. And within five minutes, you're like, oh, fucking just stab a fucking screwdriver in my eyeball. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, this one. This one here is like, the, as soon as they start talking, you're like, oh boy, like, oh, you're acting, aren't you? You're acting now. And just even the music to everything about it. There was a car. Or no, wait, is there a car accident or a bomb? When the bomb goes off, I'm like, oh, that's how you film that bomb scene by not filming it at all and just cutting the black and having an explosion. I, 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 I've heard enough. Next. Yeah. And I want to talk about good stuff. Okay. Which is the next movie I'm going to talk about. And that is Clive Barker's Book of Blood. Oh, wow. Nice poll. I haven't. Watched that one in well since the first time I watched it. You did see that movie though, right? obviously. Yeah, it's the one where they, they were. Was there? There was some tattooing going on at the end. Yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. Um, I've watched this movie now three or four times, and every time I watch it, I'm like, "Yep, that works." That that movie gets a thumbs up every time I watch it. Um, it is. Um, this is actually kind of the basis for Clive Barker's Books of Blood like his his series of books, mm-hmm. in that there is a there's highways. That are transporting souls into the afterlife. And that's, I guess, what his books are based on. And, uh, this is the setup for that. And supposedly I, I was under the impression back when this came out that this was going to be the setup for more stories, that they're going to make more movies out of this and kind of tie it together with this. But it never happened, which is unfortunate because this is a really good movie. It's, it's dark and, uh, it's kind of a haunted house type movie. Um, and while there isn't a whole lot of gore in it, it the, what is in there is really, really gross and Clive Barkery. Yes, it is. It, it's, it's very, uh, fleshy. Yes. Fleshy is the word. And oh. if you know Clive Barker, you know all about how his movies can be. But I, it's a good movie. I got a, uh, good question that will rabbit trail on, uh, at some point in the future, but, 
Why is it that anybody in the world can, it seems, can make a horror movie, a shitty horror movie, but Clive Barker has trouble getting funding? I know. I. It's not like his movies cost that much. They. It's impossible that they've cost that much, and he's written a bunch of books. I mean, he, yeah. he has the material. What's What's the yeah. holdup? Let's. I know. Even if it's not going to be theatrically uh, released, it's still. You can make these kind of cheap, and he has so much talent. Even on a, what you would call a DTV direct video release, which would be Book of Blood. Yeah. What's. What? I know. Look at Stephen King. Like Stephen King, he's got. There's so many movies made from his novels, and uh, Clive Barker. Unfortunately, there just isn't that many. And he, I read a lot of the Books of Blood series. I actually read these back in the day. Oh, really? Uh, no, oh, yes. And there's some. There's one, and it's about a clown. And uh, I, I vaguely remember it, but I remember being scared shitless. It was so good. Um, so anyway, Cl- Clive Barker's it. It, yes, his, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, so, um, cool. This, this is a good movie. It's from 2009, and if you haven't seen it and you're in the mood for something that is not, uh, your typical movie, because the storyline for this is, is very different, I think, especially how it's wrapped up, it's definitely worth a watch. It's been a while since I watched it, but I do remember at the very end, the climax of the film, where I was like, yeah. Ick, I was getting that icky feeling the same way I felt the first time that I watched, um, Ah, oh, Lord of Illusions. Oh, yes, God, yes, I'll, yeah. Just that was hard of... for me to watch the first time because of how Clive Barkery it was, and yes. then I learned his style and yeah. revisit it now, and it's fantastic. Yep, a lot of yeah, tight shots of flesh being slowly things. Yeah, maybe he's our twenty first or twentieth century. Well, that doesn't work either. Twenty first century version of Fulci. Hey, there you go. You never yeah. know. Oh, like 20 years from now. He's the next generation at any yeah. rate. Okay. Uh, let's move on. I, oh, let's get these two checked off. Um, <laughs> from 2014, Starry Eyes. A hopeful young starlet uncovers the ominous origins of the Hollywood elite and enters into a deadly agreement in exchange for fame and fortune. Um, this movie begged me to hate it for the first two-thirds of it yep me too uh and i ended up quite enjoying it i I don't know that i'll actually revisit it but i definitely give this one a thumbs up even beyond passing just thumbs up on this movie but it's not it's not my flavor of horror movie that i'll go back to the ending the third act had a huge payoff and i totally dug it um but boy along the way it's just like every person in this movie is despicable except for our main but even she makes such poor choices that it's like, I can't even back you on this. And then when we get into the whole, oh, this is what we're doing? We're, we're doing this? Then it was like, <laughs> please kill everyone. That, that <laughs> yep. will make me happy. And they do. And that is that is the payoff. But unfortunately, that's, I mean, it's a double-edged sword with that payoff because it's like, Will you do me the favor of killing every person you forced me to watch for the last 45 minutes? And then they're like, sure, we will. And you're like, ah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, should I, should I be celebrating that? Because it's like, you, you also made me watch these deplorable people. I don't know. At any rate, if you have not watched Starry Eyes, give it a shot. It's one of those low budgety Netflixy things that just kind of happens to work. And yep. 
it's weird and slimy and gross at the end, but I liked it. Uh, okay, next up for me is Pontypool from 2008. That is constantly in all of these uh, uh, bullshit yeah. Facebook clickbait garbage that says, hey, click here for the find out the 10 best horror films on Netflix or find out the 25 best on Netflix. And then they just list horror movies. It's, it, it, this it, is it, random. Just yeah. random. Hey, we found some. Good for you. Uh, a psychological thriller in which a deadly virus infects a small Ontario town. I mean, maybe. IMDb. I don't know about that. That's that's debatable. Uh, <laughs> my synopsis would be a, <clears throat> a radio DJ, talk radio guy, gets a new job in podunk nowhere because he's on the downside of his career. Uh, goes in for his first day, and hmm, the appearance is that things on the outside are starting to go south uh, through some... It starts off as a bad mob uh, rally attack thing. Like, hmm, don't know what's going on here. Some police action is happening uh, a town over. And hmm, it's very strange. I don't know why everybody started attacking everybody. It was just a simple protest, but it turned to this attack thing. And then it turns into crazy time. Like, okay, people are being attacked all over the place. Shit is going haywire. We're getting reports of attacks in this town and this town, and you're getting into that apocalyptic event that we're surviving, like um, Stephen King's Cell, or uh, what's another good example? I would, I don't want to say The Stand, because The Stand was a virus disease that everybody Yeah. Knew. Cell was sort of like, what the F is going on? And And similar thing here, that nobody can figure out what's going on. It just seems like random people are randomly just starting to attack. And I will say that I absolutely loved the first two-thirds of this movie. Loved it. The setup, the premise, uh, the presentation. I know that we're doing a very contained thing. It's very claustrophobic. It was supposed to be. I loved it. Uh, in this radio station, and they're desperately trying to find out what's going on outside in the snowy winter Canadian whatever the hell. As all hell seems to be breaking loose. I, I, you know, we often talk about, oh, you can see this was a cheapie. They filmed in one location. Well, this is one of the instances where it completely works. Except. Because <laughs> you know it's coming. Oh, yes. And we were texting. And I swear you recommended this movie to me. But maybe I'm, j I, again, I, I think I've been bamboozled by all the clickbait articles telling me to watch it. <laughs> uh <laughs> You said just wait, and um, I'm going to have to say, you and I in total agreement. Once we got to the what the thing is, I was like, directly the fuck out. I, yep, yep, I, I was hated like, it. I was like, you're kidding me, right? You're joking? You're, that's what we're doing? Because no... Not not even <laughs> a little bit. I, like, I would, I would even go with... Uh, while Cell, I would say, is a shitty Stephen King book, I would far and away go with, like, I went with the premise. It was like, alright, we don't know quite what it is, but cell phone signal, something, we yeah. don't know what the evil thing is, but I went with that. I was like, alright with it, and phew, okay, that's a bit of a reach, but I'm, I'm down. This one, I was like, go fuck yourself. Just, just yep. right off the bat, it was like, I'm done with it. I was completely ripped out of the movie, 
and instantly hated it. And I finished it just so I could add it to the the count yeah. for the horrorthon, but nope. Yep. No. My exact same review. I, I'm like, oh, now I hate this movie, but I have to finish it just to say I have watched this movie and I can't imagine, I can't believe the movie keeps getting popped up on, oh, great low budget movie. You got to check this out. No, it's, it, who thought that was a good idea? Nah. It ruined everything. But that's, and yeah, obviously everybody has their own opinions, but. Uh, it, but, I, but I still feel like you could have done something different and unique and got away with it. You didn't have to go zombie apocalypse. You didn't have to go Stephen King's cell. You could have, you could have done 50 different things where it would have been like, oh, I, I'm still not even fully aware of what's happening, but okay, yeah. and run for our life and it's terrifying. And the way that they went to explain it was so dumb that I was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm so freaking out. And I, I really have to pull back on the ultra hate because those first two thirds were so freaking money. I yeah. loved it. I, as a, as somebody who drives around all day, so I listen to a lot of talk radio and podcasts. I, it was, uh, they nailed those first two thirds, but that third son of a, oh, okay. <laughs> Enough on Pontypool. Uh, okay. Two from you, sir. Okay. <clears throat> First up for me is 1986's Jim Wynorski directed Chopping Mall. Oh boy. Yep. Um, I actually, I, I'm guessing I've talked about this movie before on our show. If not our show, I definitely have talked about it on, uh, uh, Underbelly. This was Jim Wynorski's, I, I want to say his first or second movie, one of his very first movies. And upon rewatching on Blu-ray, uh, deluxe special edition, special, special edition Blu-ray, um, this is a prime example of how a, a great package can make a movie all the better because the special features on the movie are fantastic and the movie itself looks way better than it has any right to look. And the movie itself is really a good 80s science fiction. Don't get carried away. Trash can man. Movie. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my stack. Oh, it's a. It's a blast. It's seriously like it. It, it has all the trappings of uh, of what a Roger Corman type uh, joint would be, which is hour and fifteen minutes long. And it's like here's our characters. Go like get. Let's get on with the killing and the nudity right now. <laughs> here's another good rabbit trail question that we will save for another time, but. This would equate to being the Netflix dumped garbage horror stuff of today, but back in the day, they had to shoot it on film, and they were on a yeah. certain amount of a budget, so they had to do enough practical effects to keep you involved. Mm, the correlation yeah. there, is it just because we're old? Uh, Could yeah. be, yeah. Stay tuned to a future was... podcast where we actually dive on that topic. Anyway, yeah, back to Chopping Mall. Yeah, <laughs> but no, the, the setup is so good on this thing, which is basically these teens are trapped in uh, in a uh, in a shopping mall after hours because they want to drink and screw and whatever. One location. And, uh, yeah, one location, and they have these... These high tech, quote unquote, robots <laughs> that are out to protect the the shopping mall, and they find out that the whatever they start to kill the kids, whatever. There you go. But uh, it it works so well, and the and the robots themselves are really cool. Like it's not like that's not that terribly hokey. They actually came up with pretty cool looking robots to do the damage, and it it's it's a blast. It's a big thumbs up. I loved it. Um, okay. 
I remember uh, watching it the first time, being completely unfamiliar with Wynarski's work and thinking it was a complete piece of shit. I probably wasn't even familiar with uh, Corman's work at that time. But I am wholly looking forward to rewatching oh, yes. it because now I'm familiar with it and yeah, I know it's hilarious. Doing, so I can't it's, wait. And especially if you watch the special features, it, that's one of those movies where the special features on the Blu-ray make the movie actually better to hear how they, how it was made. Um, what went into the effects and the music and everything, it, it makes the movie all the better and all the more of a special lost 80s gem. So <laughs> anyway. Oh, right, you're good. Go ahead. Next. Okay. Next up is now this one here is a masterpiece and, uh, oh, wow. I, you will be hard pressed to find, uh, any self-respecting big movie fan that would not at least give this movie some sort of credit. And that is John Landis. 1981 American Werewolf in London. Uh, yeah. Uh, rewatch this. I'm not going to go into the plot. I will I, I briefly talk about the new uh, Blu-ray release that was uh, obviously just released. Uh, they did a new scan of the movie, and it looks night and day different from the old Blu-ray release. The old Blu-ray release is literally obsolete at this point. This movie looks phenomenal. Uh, it, it's amazing how good this movie looks and especially for the price of this brand new it was like 10 bucks um but the movie itself every time i watch this movie i'm like i've seen this thing like 30 times now or 40 times it can't it is it still gonna be funny yes it's still funny and it's still really gory like yeah, hardcore, hardcore gory. especially i'm always caught off guard by the second meeting with the friend the dead no, it's, it's just flush, just hanging it's, off that. <laughs> like the third, by the time the third meeting comes around, I think it, he's. It's a joke. You can tell it's a prosthetic, or not a prosthetic, yes. but it, you can tell it's a puppet. Uh, yes, and so it's like hokey or like funny again. But that second one where it's still him, it's like ah, oh, there's just this lip by his neck. There's yeah, it's, just it's, this it's kind one of dangling. tiny little dangly <laughs> thing where it's just like <laughs> yes. But now this new Blu-ray release. um when they're in the the porn theater in the end, and he does his werewolf transformation, uh, this one here was the first time I ever noticed some of the gory bits in that scene. Even from the old previous Blu-ray release, uh, they've brightened that scene a little bit to where like it's gorier in this version. And I think back to when I used to watch this thing on full screen uh, VHS. <laughs> From like a no name, like Good Times video yeah. that I bought from from a local. Like, <laughs> Please, Lord, tell me they didn't ever have the actual rights to it. <laughs> yes, no, it was released on Good Times video. Oh my god, that's, that's the version that I. That's the first version I had of this movie it was on VHS that copy, and it was just a. I, 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 it wasn't gory. Well, yes, it is. It was just. It was a piece of shit. Uh, whatever. So uh, anyway. The movie is great. It still holds up. Uh, I wish they would make more movies like this. It's the ultimate uh, werewolf movie. It's my favorite werewolf movie of all time. Hmm. What do you think about that? Um, like, do you think- I'm, I'm just trying to run down the list. I mean, obviously, Dog Soldiers comes to mind. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, Howling. Yeah, you're not wrong. I haven't seen... Howling is one of those movies that I watch... From time to time, and I, I can't remember anything about it. And then I go watch it again, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, yeah. Memory delete. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't, I Honestly, though, I wish the werewolf movie would be getting as much 
attention or tries as the vampire movie because for shit's sake we got enough vampire movies make uh, some yes. more werewolf movies yes. and unfortunately we, we got shit like wolf with jack nicholson where it's yeah. like oh god why stop but yes. but but bad bad moon was a good movie that was uh bad moon had a great werewolf i don't know if it's a great yeah. movie yeah. i still own it and love it but 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 especially if they would make another someone would make another werewolf movie where we would we would see a really, really good uh, live action transformation like in American Werewolf in London because it still works. It works so good, especially with the music and the setting. Like uh, he he's just going crazy in his girlfriend's apartment and yeah. it's so good. With that Such song playing. Uh, yep. It's so awkward. Anyway. Taylor okay. Taylor Lautner just called. He said he, he's, he's willing for anything that we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I told him we're busy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're recording a free podcast. We can't even bother to talk to you. Okay. Uh, from 2016, The Veil. Mm. Starring Thomas Jane, Jessica Alba, and uh, some other people. 25 years after members of our religious cult committed mass suicide, the lone survivor returns to the scene of the tragedy with a documentary crew in tow. Um, I don't know how much time I want to spend on this review either. Let's just say it's kind of the polar opposite of... Which one was it? The Ward. The first two-thirds... Well, the first half of this movie, let's say. I was like, ah, uh, get on with it. I mean, the the little Thomas Jane clips are keeping me in. Uh, He plays a cult leader from back in the day, whenever that was, when this main girl was a little girl and uh they mass suicide is what they thought happened and now now the girl's all grown up and she's going back with a film crew tv show here we go again uh, let's visit the where everybody died and the horrible thing where the fbi came and attacked everybody or didn't or just found everybody whatever the hell um so for the first half of this movie i'm like yeah okay i i got it it's just the little crazy Thomas Jane rants that are keeping me in because I am a fan of Thomas Jane big time. I like just about damn near. He's one of those guys that just elevates shitty material. Yep, just I totally agree. Right out the freaking ceiling. Um, and he was, he was what kept me in the first half, kept me going, even though I wanted to turn it off. The reason that I chose to watch this movie though, is because I listened to a podcast that interviewed the director where he was talking mm. about the movie and it's a low-budget affair across the board. He's kind of no-name guy in Hollywood. But I kind of root for the guy after listening to his interview and was like, I'm going to check out your movie. I just was waiting till October to do it. And then we get to the second half of the film. The first half has some cliche, kind of found footage again, doing that TV show thing. Elements where I'm just like, ugh come on, jump scare this and fake scare that and the cat and the bird and, you know, the drill. Where you're, yeah. oh, what is that? It's ultra quiet all of a sudden. Oh, that shit. The animal shit pisses me off. Yeah. And just, it's so cheap. I don't like that. So, I'm already, again, this movie is begging me to hate it. But then we get to the second half where they start throwing a couple of little curveballs here and there with the plot. And I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And, uh, hmm, well, 
well, that's kind of interesting. And it was sort of like the halfway point was the top of the hill of the roller coaster. And I'm not going to give this huge gem in the rough status or, uh, you know, a guarantee you got to buy this on Blu-ray. You're absolutely going to love it or something like that. I would like to hear your thoughts on this movie, sir, because okay. uh, by the time it was all said and done, I liked this movie and it got, I, I expected it to get more Thomas Jane light and it got more Thomas Jane heavy and in the best way possible for the plot of this particular Ooh, okay. movie. Okay. Culty, culty, spiritual, spiritual, culty, culty. I'm sure we won't talk about any more of that kind of stuff coming yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Except that we totally will. But I yes. give this movie a thumbs up. I, I, uh, I would give it like probably a six or a six and a half. Like one of those. Okay. Definitely. You will not regret watching this, but bear with that first half because he, and for the director, I feel like he loses some of those very bullshit uh things at the halfway point. I don't know why he did that in the first half, but in the second half, he just kind of was like, no, nah, I'm doing this thing, my thing. And it yeah. was like, do this all the way through. This is the shit. I, I dig this. It just kind of really changed tone for me. Maybe it's just nice. me. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Uh Okay. Oops. I was going to pull up my next movie while I was bullshitting about that i'm looking forward to watching that and i'm going to try and watch that in uh in october sometime that that because my next round of reviews i'll get into that a little bit more with uh the whole culty culty type stuff good uh okay the rift from 1990 oh here we go here we go here we go yep and (laughs) finally an experimental submarine the siren 2 is sent to find out what happened to the siren one which has mysteriously disappeared in a submarine rift what is a submarine rift no one knows Mm, things go awry no way and I am going to count this among my horror movies because uh, IMDb listed as action adventure horror. And I wanted to say too before we started, but I forgot. Um, can we agree? Let's just use IMDb as the scale for what is horror or what isn't, because uh, even like uh, Convergence, granted, maybe a shitty movie, maybe with no gore or killings, but still technically counts as a horror movie? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that, that's definitely a horror movie. Okay. Yep, I agree. You mean The Rift or Convergence? Both. Okay. I, I, the Rift, I would totally consider that to be a sci-fi horror type movie. I, I Yeah. I, halfway through, I was like, boy, is this even going to count? Because I want it to count. I'm, I'm spending my time watching it. I need yeah. this number. And then we, the second half was like, okay, there's enough violent uh, mutant thing killing that I'm, I'm going to count it. Yep, I agree. Okay, so my actual review of The Rift. Um, I'll start off by saying, right off the bat, no, this was not the movie that we were trying to find. Uh. Unfortunately, I'll tell you what, when they disembarked into the cave thing, I was like, oh shit, here we go. This is going to be it. Like, at any second, all they need to do is climb through a rock wall that leads into a orange, spongy room... And it's the thing. It is not the thing that I've been ah. trying to find. But <sighs> it's okay. Um, yeah. Again, another movie that begged me the, to hate it for the first half. 
And the further we went along in the second half, I was like, you, I, I love you, you horrible, horrible <laughs> son of a bitch. I love you. <laughs> um, I would, I, I would rank this exactly the way that you did as far as the abyss and then what was it? Deep, Levi- Leviathan. Leviathan, then Deep Star Six, and then this. And I, then the it, Rift. Yep. And you know what? I I love them all. They're yeah, me too. They're all me completely too. right within their realm of uh, time frame and release and budget. And <laughs> isn't that cool? Yeah. And I still <laughs> I give it a thumbs up. Damn it! I I I can't guarantee that I have not watched this before. This screams something. I'm like a couple of scenes. I was like, I maybe. I might have yeah. seen this before. Maybe not, though, but I, I enjoyed the shitty jokes at Arlie Ermey's, uh Oh, yeah. yes. You, you, I mean, obviously, it's, it's the like golf a golf ball through, through the garden hose. Like, yep. oh, that's so bad. <laughs> but uh, I, it does make me laugh because there was, again, I, I can't even conjure what the title was, but it was a, a roulette probably like a year and a half ago. That we both watched, or at least skimmed through, and it was some underwater submarine thing where it was like, oh, you got your dryer vent on the wall, so you're supposed to be a submarine hallway. It, uh, garbage. Worst, like, sci-fi channel circa 1986 trash. Yeah. I don't even remember what the movie was. It was entirely worthless. This was not that. This was more elevated than that. This was more oh. like J.P. Simone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how many movies we've watched from this guy, by the way. <laughs> it has all the trappings of his style and yeah, tone. Yeah, it does. I just love them shooting their super advanced high-tech guns from the hip. Every single shot, headshot between the eyes, explosion, blood, gore. Gore, <laughs> yeah, slime, yep. Like, yep, that's him. It works. I, I dug it. I, told, I Even when they got to, they found this underwater lab in a, a, a frickin' deep sea abyssal trench what the hell there's a lab th- mm. now there's a lab yeah. how did the, how what yeah. this makes no sense don't care yeah. loved it yep but it makes sense when you see the vagina creature hanging on the wall with the tentacles that that yeah it all comes together you see loved the extremely low budget special effects very oh, practical great yeah, and especially like the submarine bobbing in the bathtub pretty much. It's like, oh, there was the submarine in the bathtub. In the fish tank with the, yeah, the, 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 the bubbles fish, open yeah. up and I'm just waiting for a a fish to swim up to him and go, shark bait, hoo-ha-ha. That's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. uh, but, but they still had their charm. That was that time, man. That was when we yeah. were kids. That was when we were three and four and five watching the shit on network TV. And yeah. <laughs> So Back I, before they could cheat with CGI, it's like, we have to do something here. Well, let's put a little toy submarine in a toilet and make it go uh, and film it somehow. Or even more than cheat, it was just sort of like, um, not necessarily go cheap, but it was just where it's blatantly CGI, it's like 10 times worse somehow. It is. I, I, I know. It kind of feels like you just didn't try. Yeah. Here it's like, okay, they're they're putting a toy submarine in... Some sort of contained water unit on a desk. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and, and hitting record. And there you go. And oh, much God. like Hunt for Red October, I'll take that all day over the fakey shit. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Over to you, too. Um, okay. So next up for me is 1960s City of the Dead. 
And this stars Christopher Lee as a very suspicious uh, school teacher professor guy that sends a student uh, to a remote village to do some witchcraft ish investigating things. I'm not going to spend much time on this because I already talked about this movie on our show and probably my own show. Is this the um, Lucio Fulci one? No, this is not City of the Living Dead. This is City okay. of the Dead. Living it's Dead. actually uh, also known as Horror Hotel. Um, but I wanted to rewatch this one um, just because I thought that this was a gem in the rough and I still think that uh, the atmosphere in this movie uh, is so impressive. Um, the black and white Probably elevate this movie to that status. It, without the black and white, it wouldn't have been near as good. But the black and white coupled with the storyline, with the witchy, culty type stuff going on, it makes <laughs> that's a that's a theme for tonight. Witchy culty yes, stuff. Witchy, the witchy culty episode. Um, but anyway, it, <laughs> it's 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 a cool movie. It's like hour and fifteen minutes. Big thumbs up. I've I my review stands on that one. Um, but here's the one that I really am looking forward to talking to, talking, talking to. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's no, you're good. Time. While you're bringing that up, um, City of the Dead, I believe is on my stack. Eugene. Yes, it I, is. I, I asked, let you I, I asked you for a stack. I wanted, um, I think I requested two movies and then I said, oh, and maybe throw me an Italian splattery thing because I need more horror movies. And now I have a stack of like, um, 20 movies! 10, 10 movies on my damn <laughs> shit. I'm not complaining at all. I can't wait to watch every single one of them, but it's just sort of yeah. like, please don't be pressuring me to get them back super soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. I got It's I'm a lot, kidding. but I am yep. really looking forward to every single one of those movies. Yeah, every time I would put put another movie in, the, another Blu-ray in the bag, I'm like, ooh, but what about this one? I'm like, oh, you should watch this one over over Halloween. I'm like, oh, in the bag it goes. Oh, and that would so, be my, why, why my brother-in-law has had uh, 14 of my Kung Fu movies for like two years. <laughs> no. Uh, I was like, have you seen this? You're into martial arts? No. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And it was like, uh, here you go. Send, send them out. I don't care how long it takes you to watch them because Just I'll rebuy them all on Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last Sorry. for me. Well, not last. I've got two more. But, uh, the next one is, and this is one we talked about briefly. You reviewed it. And then you let me borrow the Blu-ray. And that is The Wicker Tree. Oh, shit. The kind of sort of sequel to The, uh, the Wicker Man. Uh, should we just um, go right now? Spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't seen yes. The Wicker Tree, be prepared because we're yes. going into it. Yep, I totally agree because I do want to talk a little bit about the last 20 minutes of the movie. Um, <laughs> you set up that you set everything up on a previous episode. I'll, in 15 seconds here, uh, two young podunk, uh, Bible Belt conservative missionaries go to uh texans or, texans or yeah, southern from, from texans some, yeah some southern sort. texans with they that go to shitty southern accent that no yes. hollywood person understands yep and holier than thou they think that yeah they they the lord blessed us with good looks because we're shit kickers and we need to go over here and save these stupid irish assholes because yes. they're in the <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly exactly that's that's literally if you can get through that, if you can, you're like, okay, I get their, their, the gimmick here. They do go to Scotland and they go to a, they go to the city there and they're like, oh, people are slamming the door in our faces because we're morons. Except this small town in the middle of nowhere that wants us to join them and preach the gospel. And they do. 
And that's where things get fun. This is a great, this is a Eugene Weaver movie through and through. I am thrilled right now. Absolutely thrilled. I love anything that shows stupid paranoidy. It's just that. And then it's like, oh, but we have much more sinister things in store for you. And I, I actually liked the fact that they made these people so stupid. And I'm surprised so, by that because I had a hard time getting through their accents. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, I was like, oh. especially the girl, the, the the guy. He was kind of a oh shucks, but the girl. I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. I I I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, please meet an untimely demise. And everything that I wanted to happen happened. Christopher Lee shows up in the movie, so I'm like, up. Oh, there is a, officially it's an A. It's officially A. And, and it's just weird, culty, pagany, witchy. It's like, that, that's me. <laughs> I, I so was holding back in my review because I didn't want to oversell it to you. I just, I was trying to warn you of the things that annoyed me and just let the second half, or the, well, the third act of the film speak for yeah. itself. And I, Honestly, inside my internal review, uh, <laughs> if you go back and listen to that review, um, what I was really thinking the whole time while I was talking about it was, if he doesn't like the third act, I'm going to cry. If he doesn't like the third act, I'm going to cry. If he doesn't it like was the- so great. And that's actually, and, and here's the thing, like after your review, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this early in the morning. Like, I get up so early in the morning. I saw I watched maybe in the morning. So I watched the first 45, 50 minutes of the movie in the morning. And I'm like, uh, the whole, like after the first setup, first 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm already regretting this decision. This feels like a late night drinking movie. And by the time I was done, I'm like, okay, stop this movie right now because I have to finish this at night because I love this weird, the townsfolk are all so shady and like, but like the original, it just, the, the first time you're watching it, it feels like they're just dicking with them. Oh, and, yes. And same thing I, here. It's like, are they are they just dicking with them? Why are they being assholes? Yeah. But then yeah. you get to the end and you see the end game and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now the next time I watch this movie, I'm going to enjoy the first two acts because I understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And just, just the fact that the lead cult guy, culty guy, was – he was – you know. Dude, when that happened, when she did that to oh, him, oh, that was great. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, at first I didn't think it was great because I was like, well, that's not what I wanted to happen. Now what? Now what's going to happen? And and then you know what happens happens with the little kid yeah. and everything. And I was like, yeah, oh, everybody right now is like, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. You're speaking in code. Mm, well, just go watch the movie and then you'll understand. Sorry, I don't want to yeah. spoil it for you because yeah, I mean you. Um, since we watched the Wicker Man, we knew the dude was boned the way that they were oh, yeah. they were talking about it. But even leading right up to the very second of the event, I didn't think it was going to go down like that. I and, no, and neither they, did I. And, I was like, "Whoa, okay." And they showed but, but, flashes of it, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're doing that because that's f- fucked up." Yeah, <laughs> they once again, Robin Hardy. It's Robin Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. That that's you you got me with the original Wicker Man, you got me again. Uh, yeah. Wow. And and I remember your review, you were like, Oh, are they actually they're they're doing this, right? And I'm like, Oh, okay, let's see. And now it totally paid off. I'm like I, and even with your review, I'm still like, Where 
are they going with this? I think I know where they're going with this, but I'm like, oh, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, there's no way to predict yeah. what they actually yeah. do. Yeah, and this movie here is one for uh, – if you're a listener of our show, then, you know, you, you, I'm guessing you have a fairly open mind. This is one of those open mind type movies. If you uh, get offended by uh, religious type stuff easily – this might be one you want to skip because there were certain things in here where I'm like, oh boy, this is this could piss off some people. I mean, maybe, but this in the same way, in the same vein as the original Wicker Man. Uh, yeah, I watched it from the. Uh, I'm not gonna. We did more enough religion and politics last episode. I'm not getting into <laughs> it, but sure, that guy it went bad for him, the religious guy. Yeah. But in a way that a religious person could watch that and go, that was powerful and meant oh, something yes. to me. And you know what? Ditto here. Except for the dude. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucked. He was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody felt bad about oh. that. No. But nope. yeah, for the girl, on the other hand, I eh, didn't all work out. But, um, once again, you, you, as you wouldn't walk away going, I feel like I should be offended, you know? Just, yeah, no, huh? That was man, that, that that got a thumbs up from me. I was I was expecting to be like, eh, it's a whatever. Okay, but nope, that's one I shall own on Blu-ray. That's wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I'm absolutely thrilled. To it. Okay, let's get on to our final uh, reviews. Okay, and lastly for me tonight, wrapping up uh, this edition of the Horrorthon. Stage fright. I've, I'm nice. unsure to uh, what order I'm supposed to watch these movies that you gave me, and as far so, I'm just kind of randomly picking, and I I don't want you to tell me. I'm just gonna okay randomly pick them and yep, go just through, go for go it. for it. So I'm for stage fright. Not remembering um, what you have told me about this movie, I'm just gonna go and in, go into it. Okay, and so I, I pop it in and. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's an American affair, yes, but it's, or Italian. It's, no, that's, that is full on Italian. Okay. I was going to say, because it, it felt yeah. like <laughs> what it actually felt like was an American movie trying to mimic an Italian movie. No, that is okay. full on Italian movie trying to mimic a, an 80s slasher movie. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely is an Italian movie. I, I got that right away. Yeah. Uh, once again, another theme of the night, a movie that's begging me to hate it for the, for the, at least the first half. And it's doing that thing that I actually love, which is being a play within a movie, within a play, within a movie kind of thing. Yeah. And I, yeah. So as, as the movie went on, I started realizing, oh, I, okay. I'm kind of remembering what Eugene was talking about. A killer in a play and everybody's trapped in the building and they can't get out for whatever reason. Because there's one key to... Yeah, it's a stupid uh, concept, yeah. but yeah, whatever. They, they, they got a, a place to film for a weekend, so they're going to shoot the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and as the movie went on, I was... I, again, it, it was a tough sell for me. It was like, come on, do something, and then finally the first kill happens, and I'm like, oh, that was gross, and I like that. Okay, carrying on. Doddle, 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 doddle. Ah, mm. This feels Italian. Doddle, do, Italian, doddle. Um, and then, oh, we got another kill. Oh, it doesn't, I guess this is going to be our non-gory kill. Oh, it's gory. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. Woo. 
That was gross. Okay. Um. Oh, I, I think we're gonna have some TNA here. Huh? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. None. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Ah, there we go. There it is. Okay. Good. Good. Oh, oh it's time for another kill. Oh, it's not gonna be a gory kill. Oh, fuck my asshole. That was gross. <laughs> uh, now, now we're in fully into the third act. I'm like, okay, I'm on board now I, with the music and everything. I'm into this. I see what they're doing. I. I get it. I, I'm now at the point with this with stage fright where I get it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm giving this movie a thumbs up. I, I'm I'm not going to say I'm head over heels in love with it or something, but I will say that I would definitely buy this movie like on DVD for cheap, and I would keep it in my collection, and I would pull it out and I would watch it again. I, I liked Good. this movie, and the ending I thought was so. They had so many kind of like J.P. Simone uh, type <laughs> dumbass shit things that they do at the end where it's like, she finally escapes the building and she is rescued by cops and police who are just having to be inches outside the door. And <laughs> they take her to safety and they're counting the bodies, but somehow they didn't count enough. Yep. So she goes back the next, the next day, right? Uh, yeah, to get to get a, get her watch. Um, yes. Oh my god, it's not cordoned off. That they left the janitor in charge of uh, securing the cleanup. This, this, yeah, uh, just just keep this one latch locked. Just keep everybody out. One janitor who happens to be riding by on a bicycle. Please, <laughs> I have to get in to get my thing. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, things go as you expect, except. You know, I, I thought maybe I didn't pay enough attention in the beginning, or I didn't pay enough attention at the end, but I was unsure who the actual killer was. I, and so when they, he, he let her in, the janitor, I was like, oh, it's the fucking janitor. And mm. then, <laughs> what happens, happens. And I was like, oh, it wasn't him. That's cool. I'm glad because I liked him. Yeah. And, uh, then I was like, who is that guy? It's that, oh, he's, Burned beyond recognition because of she burned him. So, just a guy. It was that guy? Yeah. It, did I miss something? Did it, she, no, no, you didn't. No, it, it's just a slasher movie that was made in Italy, and it's very Italy-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Who the, I mean, was he a character or was it just? Nope. He was a he was a dude in the insane or when they went to the I, hospital. Okay, I thought there was something about an insane asylum at the beginning, but I, I again, I'm doing shit. I'm I'm shoveling fucking yeah. shit water out of my house at the same time. <laughs> it, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's just it's just a crazy guy. Okay, the, the end. That, yeah, I thought I thought uh, by the t I had to yeah. stop this movie 15 times dealing with kids and drains. And, yeah. So I, I I at the end I was like I thought there was something at the beginning about uh, an insane asylum. So maybe it was just that guy that got out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the the gay guy in the movie, uh, Giovanni Lombardo uh, Radis, yep. he was uh -huh. that yeah, narrows it down. <laughs> he was the guy that gets um, his dick chopped off in Cannibal Ferox and the top of his head chopped off and the brains eaten and back to me. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, I did enjoy yes. this movie. Um, I, I give it thumbs up, and I would own it if I if I happen to come across it cheap on DVD, I'll pick it up. Yep, good deal. Last one for you, I guess, now that we're uh, totaling out at seven. And then it, okay. then we got to wrap yeah. it up. Okay. Um, so my last movie was one that I actually just finished up, and that is Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow from 1999 with Johnny Depp. And um, 
upon a revisit of this movie, this actually might be my favorite Tim Burton movie that he has made. This is a true, uh, true gem, in my opinion, especially from 1999, this old of a movie, uh, shot on film. So it's not digital. It feels like it's shot on film. It looks so good. Um, and everything about it is so Halloween-ish. Like, this is a perfect Halloween movie. It's gory. It's well-made, well-acted. Um, and also, I really like the score on this movie. And I know that we've talked already about... Who's the... Um, uh, Danny Elfman? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm guessing. But the the score was so good on this. And I, and I actually cannot get it out of my head. Since I finished the movie, it's just... Yeah, as soon as you mentioned it, I started humming it. I haven't watched this movie yeah. in forever. And as it's much as I... It's good! As much as Danny Elfman is like... Sometimes I love him, and sometimes I'm like, just reel it in. But this would be one of those instances where, yeah, he nailed it. And yeah. you know what? I want to root for any damn thing that Casper Van Dien is in, because I like him yeah. in Starship Troopers. Yeah, yep, and he was good in this, too. <laughs> I... I'll tell you what, this, uh, I'm not sure where, where your list of, uh, Tim Burton movies falls. But, I mean. Oh, we'll uh, just have to wait for a director spotlight on. There, we, we have got so much that, material for one. future episodes out of this episode. I love yes. it. Yes. Yep. Me too. I don't know either. I'd have to actually break it down. But you saying that might be your favorite, uh, Tim Burton, Sleepy Hollow? I have zero problem with that. Yeah, it it genuinely holds up very well. In fact, there's parts of it. There obviously it has that Tim Burton feel, but it's so violent and gory. And I'm like, wow, this is this is really pushing. I remember I was seeing this movie in the theater with some uh, back then friends, and they were appalled. They were appalled. <laughs> they were like, that was so satanic and demonic. And I'm like, yeah. This this is this is awesome. Yeah, that, it, <laughs> but that's what Tim Burton does best. He he brings like the ultra kind of uh, niche Italian you person yeah. into a PG thirteen American audience environment. Yeah, yeah, I, it was good. It's sort Man, of like, I like I'm going to make this movie. With Tim, uh, with, uh, Christina Ricci and, um, Johnny Depp, but I'm gonna sneak a pentagram in there and a weird sacrifice, yeah. but only for a second. Just enough yeah, that everybody's like, oh, that's fucked up, and then we'll move on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the headless horseman comes from hell and he's, he's Christopher Walken and he's got sharpened teeth and. But only yeah, for a minute. Anyway. And then we move yeah. on. Yeah. Yes. But that good movie. I'm uh, of course after this, I'm like, ooh, okay, so Sweet Todd and some other Tim Burton movies. So uh, trust me, I'll get my <laughs> fill of Tim Burton really fast. Oh yes, you will. <laughs> and I'll bet both More. of us could hum the Batman theme right now. He uh, he loves Danny Elfman. Yes, he does. Yes, <laughs> it's one of my favorite uh, Family Guy clips when. Chris is like, oh, John Williams is dead. I guess we got to bring oh, in yeah. Danny Elfman. He and he conducts the orchestra for two seconds before he cuts his head off. Yes, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Elfman. I I, I I was a huge fan of him in my 20s of film criticism, but okay. now in my 30s, I'm like tone it down a bit. But at the yeah. same time, that you know, then I watch like the video that I uh, reposted from every frame of painting about the Avengers scores. And I'm like, oh, you know yes, what? That was great. Bring back the Elfman 
can I can I yeah. bring back the Elfman? I'd, I'd I'd rather have more of that than than the monotone blends yeah. into the background. For, yeah, and seriously, like I finished this movie uh, this morning. I watched part of it last night and then finished the rest of it this morning, and I'm still like, <laughs> I'm still humming that damn song. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's still stuck in my head. Versus. Yeah, we could get that's a whole another. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. It's probably yeah. a temp score right now. Yeah, just background score. Yeah. Anyway, okay. No, it's good. And that's I, it for the horror movies. Yep, that's it for the horrorthon. Uh, for this week, we're both tied at seven. That's amazing. That obviously yeah, shows I know. I'm that I'm, I'm on track. I've been I've been doing yeah. good. I'm working hard on top of all this shit water I'm shoveling. Um. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to do a tease? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I'm up first. So just wait. Okay. Hang on. Okay. All right. Uh, Eugene <laughs> Stack says, hold on. Oh, the things that I gave you. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we go. Strip nude for your killer, chopping mall, terror vision, the video dead, New York Ripper, Beyond the Darkness. What is that, by the way? I don't remember it, and it creeps me out. Uh, the City oh. of the Dead and Salem's Lot. Uh, nice. Yeah, the Beyond the Darkness. What is, what, what is yeah, that? It, that's because um, I didn't. I definitely did not ask for that, and I don't remember you talking about it. Nope. Um, that's. Um... Oh boy, uh, Joe Diamato directed it, and you're like, huh? Who? It's early 80s, sicko Italian, just watch. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to be watching those. Uh, that's not top of my list to watch because I'm, <laughs> I have to save yeah. those for when I need to uh, cleanse myself from the Netflix queue. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I actually started the invitation tonight. So that will probably be the next thing I finish. And then I'll probably watch something that looks really dodgy on Netflix, and then I'm back to the stack for two or three. Okay. And the invitation, that was the, uh, that's the roulette one that I did, right? Yes, you and Steve did too, but they yeah, beeped out yeah, so I'm much the, that I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. Yep, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> but then he beeped, yeah, the beep, the beep, the beep, the beep. I understand you don't want to spoil it, but it was sort of like, I, if somebody hadn't seen the movie, I, I was lost. Yeah, well, yeah, now you can watch it. But I think I gave that a thumbs up. I did. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, you definitely did. Yeah, that's a cool movie. So far, so I'm good. It, I, yeah. I'm only like uh, 20 minutes in, but I think I'm about to get to some shit. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's slow and steady wins the race on that one. That's but all right. I'm watching yeah. all kinds of garbage. I'm, I'm getting all this shit out of my queue. That's yep. what this month yep. is for. Okay, tease yep. from you, sir. Um, tease for me. Oh, well, I'm going to watch a couple more, uh, Tim Burton movies, but uh, when I say a couple more, actually recently I mean, scheduled, <laughs> I actually, I mean one, and that would be uh Sweeney Todd. <laughs> just, just that. There's always the nightmare um, before Christmas was wait. Ooh, yes. Did he, did not, he didn't, I don't think he directed yeah, that. He, he produced that. Yeah. yeah. Now, having said that, <laughs> Johnny Depp uh, was fantastic in Sleepy Hollow, which made me think of Sweeney Todd, which I really liked, which also made me think of a movie that you – I remember you called me on the phone. You're like, dude, or was it me that called you? Either way, you're like, you got to watch this movie. And so I watched it and I'm like, maybe it was like halfway through I called you. And I'm like, dude, this movie is amazing. And that is Roman Polanski's 
the ninth gate. Oh no 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 no! That was all me. I had watched that movie yes. about three times before I gave before okay I, before I forced you to like you have got to see this shit. Yes, and so that is on my stack of very very. This month I'm I'm rewatching that. Have you watched I, the, your own Blu-ray of that? No. No, I have it on blue. I brought it for dirt cheap and I've got it. It's wait, it's ready and waiting. I'm pretty sure that your first watch was my Blu-ray. Yeah. That was years ago now, but I remember yeah. I was like, this is so good. Oh, it's still my favorite Polanski. <laughs> I know it might not, might not be popular opinion, but that is Johnny Depp when he is acting his ass off. That is a yeah. great movie. I love it. Yep. Nah, so those are like you're making yeah, me want to pull are... that one back out. <laughs> <laughs> and if I get a chance, I'm going to rewatch uh, the Green Room. I picked it up used on Blu-ray. I'm going to try to rewatch uh, Green Room. But that is that's it's horror, I guess. But I want to focus more on the more witchy shit that I like. Right. Well, it, 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 yeah. So, I anyway, kind of want to watch Blair Witch Two again. Book of Shadows. Both of those. Ooh, uh, Blair yeah. Witch One and Two. I haven't watched those in quite a while. Me too. It's been years. Yeah, long time. I want to read yeah, this. I think I, st- I think I still have uh, Book of Shadows on DVD somewhere. Yeah, I do too. Both those are on DVD for me, and they'll stay that way because I want them to be grainy and kind of screwy looking. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've more than done our time tonight. We have to wrap it up. Okay. Anything else you want to add for this episode, sir? That's it. Okay, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Um, I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene I'll see you next week, sir. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.